What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Three Rivers Podcast. This is episode four. I'm your host, Cruz Shoemaker. I'm here with Andrew Singo. What's up, guys? Um, today, we're going to come to you this week, uh, something a little bit different than talking about Pittsburgh sports. We're not going to do uh, any Penguins, Pirates, or Steelers talk. We're actually going to talk about something a little more personal, probably to each other, and, and something that everyone goes through if you're a sports fan, and that's youth, uh, youth sports and uh, the impact and future and just our experiences and our beliefs and youth sports. Um, Andrew, first I thought we'd just start with what we have uh, experience-wise with youth sports. Obviously playing them, growing up, I played almost everything from hockey. was my primary sport. I was the goalie from baseball, a little bit of football, a year of soccer. I didn't wrestle um, and did not play basketball, but shot basketball like 365 days a year at my dad's house. So um, that was my kind of past. Uh, what all sports were you involved in growing up? Um, <clears throat> it all started with, you know, baseball with me and then I actually switched to basketball. And then uh, and then a while after a while, I just ended up switching to soccer, uh, you know. And soccer was your main Right. My, I was only allowed to play one sport in school at a time. Oh, that's well, interesting. Yeah, I was only allowed to play one sport, yeah, because uh, my dad was busy So when I, before I could drive. Um, <clears throat> and then I had to work otherwise, so I wasn't really able. You know, it's a difference in experience of, like, you being able to play all the sports, and I, I wasn't. Sure. Uh, <clears throat> I, I just – I mean, I love, I love all sports and everything, and I never was – I love football, but I was never really interested in trying to play football because I was always tiny, so it was never a thing for me. But I love, you know, baseball and soccer especially. I love hockey too, but that wasn't an option. Oh, right. It's not an option for a lot of people, unfortunately. But um, And now, come around, I was the head coach and don't know what it will be going forward with Summers of Hockey, but uh, out of high school – and then out of college, I got the head coaching job of the freshman slash middle school because it changed names, then changed, the division age changed uh, for Somerset Hockey for eight years, eight seasons as a head coach, and then one year at JV as the head coach at JV last year. And then this past year, uh, or this current year, I am now helping with my nephew's machine pitch and Little League team so that's my now experience on the coaching end um what all have you helped out i know you helped out a few things and have coached yeah, a few my, things so i have helped uh i've helped coach little league mm-hmm. back uh you know that was probably seven years ago eight maybe even be i was right out of high school almost so yeah. <clears throat> help with a uh, little league rockwood's little league team which no longer exists I have two Kingwood teams now, but um, then I helped coach my sister's fifth and sixth grade basketball team in Somerset, and which was an interesting interesting experience. I've never worked with girls before. Yeah, it's a lot different for sure. Um, and then also <clears throat> for three years, most recently, helped coach uh, Rockwood's junior legion baseball team. Um, I no longer do it. My cousin, mainly, you know, my cousin doesn't do it anymore, but it's just I'm too too busy at work now and, sure. and stuff. And we used to just kind of put work on the back burner for baseball, but we kind of don't do that anymore. So, yeah. No, that's the thing. Um, if my nephews weren't doing Little League, I would not be 
you know, probably volunteering my time to help out, but I do enjoy it. Um, the biggest thing I want to talk about topic wise with the youth sports is kind of, I guess my own personal opinion on youth sports from past experiences. Um, and then you can kind of chime in on your beliefs, but in my opinion, youth sports, the main primary focus of a youth sport should be to keep the kids out of trouble, to give them something extra to do. Um, but the competition part of it, I feel like clouds a lot, in my opinion, for a lot of people. And I'm not saying we shouldn't strive to win and strive to, to be the best um, at what we're doing. I think that everyone should do that. But I think the overall views of youth sports get kind of muddy for some people because they put the winning aspect of it too far in front of the actual true you know, objective of what a sport's going to do. And it drives a lot of kids in and out of the sport. So what I mean is if I go back to a past experience of mine, seventh grade football. So I hockey, the rink closed in our hometown and moved about 30 minutes away. So my, it was my brother's senior year, 2001. My parents were like, hey, we can't drive you to hockey this year. You're not going to be able to play hockey this year until they figure out more transportation things, whatever. So my dad encouraged me to go out as a sixth grader for peewee football. So I played one year there and did really well. You know, as an older kid in a youth league, you know, dominantly kind of do a lot better just because you're bigger and faster than all the kids. So had fun there. And then I came out in seventh grade. Now, seventh grade football at our at my high school is really weird because that's all of a sudden all the kids that were in the peewee come out at once. And it's a huge like 40 to 50 60, whatever, they got almost 70, probably almost 70 kids on it, to be honest. Probably almost 70 kids on the roster. Like, just amazing amount of kids. But what happened was the coach was a new guy to the area, and he tried to do the best he could. I'm not really blaming the head coach, but the problem was he got associated with an assistant coach that was a previous coach of one of the peewee teams. So every kid that was in the head coach's year that should play was everyone that played for just that peewee team. So I played literally an average of a minute and a half a game my whole seventh grade season. That's it. And I remember I went in. Um, and seventh grade is difficult. There's a lot of big kids. And I was still a smaller kid at that point. But I was still one of the faster kids and still pretty athletic. So there's no point of me not being on the field. But I was not presented with an opportunity to really play football. Had a very non-enjoyable experience so it comes to the end of the year my dad's like you're done playing football if that's what happens and I'm like well I don't want to play football anymore now anyway like that that was really boring that was dumb like I got I didn't play pretty much now told that I'm you know not a football player I guess I don't know like that's the message it sent to me like I guess I suck at football the nice part was in eighth grade the hockey team needed a goalie again I went back to hockey rest is history there but the ironic part was the football coach of this of the high school team my senior year was the gym teacher then so what's he do everyone come out and play football right in the first nice day of the year so we go out we're playing football i score like six touchdowns running past everybody flying around so at the end of the gym class we're walking back to we were outside on one of the soccer fields we're walking back to the gymnasium and he goes shoemaker I'm like yeah what's up he's like do you ever think about playing football? I'm like, 
Mm, I did. Played in seventh grade. Played two minutes of the game and was like, quit. It's like, whoa, well, that's a shame. I mean, you'd be you know one of the fastest players on my team. You'd be great asset. You should think about coming out. All that jazz. And I'm like, well, look, dude, like you got ruined for me. But what I, why I wanted to bring that up, a lot of people predetermine at a young age if the kid's not an all-star that he's not worth putting time into. We're already like telling kids that sometimes seven years old, eight years old, that this sport's not for them. You're just going to go sit out in right field. You know, you're going to be the catcher that in machine pitch where there's not a real catcher. You know what I mean? Like we're already predetermining these kids to be in these positions. We're not putting them in any positions to play. And I'm not putting, but I don't want to put people at fault that volunteer. Cause the first thing I want to say is also anyone that does volunteer to help coach anything is very much appreciated. There's not a lot of people around that do that anymore. And I'm not going to fault the people that have the mentalities of I need a win. I want to fault the systems that we put in place for for this, right? Like seventh grade football, you should be playing everybody, right? Like that's pretty silly. Yeah, you're not going to win some sort of title. Going to develop kids at seventh grade. So, like, what I why I want to bring it up is I went through puberty, all that through high school. And turned out to be a really fast kid and, you know, I got some size to me by my senior year. I wasn't as skinny and I was still pretty skinny, but not as skinny and slim as I was in seventh grade. I mean, seventh grade picture, if you look at it, it looked like an anorexic kid in a football <laughs> uniform. But, you know, I would have been a probably pretty decent football player if I mm-hmm. played. But they lost me at seventh grade because they predetermined that the four kids right. that played on the Irish were going to be the kids that play every game. Which Somerset football had problems long time for a lot of a lot of things and they did kind of fix it now i don't i don't really pay attention much anymore but hopefully uh it's still better and kids are still playing at all ages but why i want to bring it up is also now i look at i'm helping with this machine pitch team but i just want to bring it up because everyone that is helping out has all great intentions mm-hmm. the thing is what i want the league to be is they should give two innings where everyone bats through and you're encouraged to play players anywhere and there's no scores. And then turn around and flip it where the final four innings are scored and you play hard or whatever. Because there's, we're still already predetermining in that league because everyone's worried about the win at the end of the game. In machine pitch, if you have two good kids, you can play them at pitcher and first base and they're going to see majority of the balls. No one else is going to see the balls. And again, it's not anyone's fault. It's just the nature of the league that has kind of been created. That if you don't play it that way, then you get mercy roll. Right. If you play it that way, you have a good chance of winning. So again, it's, I just feel like in youth sports, we can try to look at the bigger picture and the development of the younger kids and say, look, the more that they're actually attempting to do, like if a kid can't catch a ground ball by making them sit out in right field or something all year long, and then at practice, um, you know, a new style that hockey kind of brought in, but it probably isn't credited to just hockey. It's probably just went to hockey, and then I realized it because I'm more involved in hockey, but the ADM repetition system where instead of, hey, every kid line up at first base, third base, whatever, and, I'll hit you a ground ball, 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 hit you a fly ball, you a fly ball, you a fly ball, and we'll do it again. Now the method is give me a group of four. 
you take a group of four over here and I'll take a group of four over here. I'm going to work on hitting, you work on ground balls, you work on fly balls, and then we'll rotate. And hockey is the same way. You work on a passing group here, a skating group here, and a shooting group here, whatever, then you rotate. And it's been proven that it, you know, accelerates because they're getting more repetitions because mm-hmm. repetitions, you know, the power of, you know, everything. I mean, the more you do something, the better you're going to get at it. Um, so, I don't know, it's just... It's been very difficult, my experience with joining into baseball, with wrapping my head around the development. And again, I don't want to, th- I'm not throwing anyone that's helping it under the bus. I just feel like the systems of youth sports could be thought about a little more because the future of youth sports is, is dipping hard, as we know with the smaller area that we're in. I mean, I know there's other areas that are going to be a lot bigger and a lot safer, but our area, I feel like it's going down pretty hard. Um keeping people around. I already know there's a bunch of kids that did play machine pitch that now only play soccer. They're already out of baseball at seven, eight years old because they had bad experiences up there. That's not what you want as a youth organization. I don't, you know what I mean? You know, you, you want your, your numbers are going to go down right. as the ages go up just because kids start to find one sport or they like one better than the other, but it shouldn't be as hard and it shouldn't be because the kids had a bad experience. You know what I mean? Um, but I want to hear your thoughts on youth sports and development a little bit. <clears throat> so, after actually coaching for a while, boy, I'm I'm really conflicted because like I agree with what you're saying, but then I think about, man, like, well, what age do we stop? <sighs> this is this sounds mean to say, but what age is development not the main focus and winning the main focus? I think. Like, around the 14. So I was going to say, like, age the, group, then that's when I think it starts to become, in my opinion, more of like, okay, now you're focusing on one sport and you're focusing on one position and you're focusing on, you know, hey, you're right. a starter and you're going to have to earn your, if you want to start, you're going to have to earn it. I think it's around 14 range. I mean, I was going to say that's probably a good place because, like, we went, you know, that but way. But the with, problem is what my experiences have been, I'm seeing that at, seven and eight yeah we're already predetermining he's the first baseman he's the third baseman that's the shortstop and it's like holy shit these kids can completely flip within three years and that kid that's really fast now all of a sudden isn't as fast and the kid that could barely run all of a sudden super fast this kid hit puberty super strong or whatever you know what i mean like but yeah i think there is a stopping point yes i mean i i we saw it in you know coaching fifth and sixth grade girls basketball that and it came to a point where like anytime something was going on we had one good ball handler mm-hmm. you know and that's a tough thing you know a lot of these girls have never even played basketball before sure so you had one kid that was a decent ball handler mm-hmm. and you're just like if you needed points you're like hey you take the ball and just go get points right and that's probably not the best way to go about it Sure. And and everything. And I, well, I mean, it's obviously not the best way to go about it, but it's almost like that human, especially that male urge to win. Oh, yeah. We, we get that. Well, again, urge. and that's why, like I said, I, I'm not going to fault anybody right. for doing some of the things that I've seen done and saying that's wrong or whatever, because I understand why it happens. I understand the, the thought process of it. Like, again, the machine pitch league that we're in. I talked about at the beginning of the year with even some other coaches and stuff because I worked with one of the coaches something where it everyone kind of wanted to rotate positions. But then the first two games, 
uh, my team, Mercy rolls a team 20 to four and another team, Mercy rolls a team like 20 to six. So all of a sudden the two teams that got Mercy, they went, I'm just playing my only two kids that can handle the ball at the primary positions and that's it. Everyone else can rotate wherever. Right. So now all of a sudden it is not the rotation league because again, I understand it though. I, you, if you don't, now you get mercy rolled. Now the kids want to quit anyway because they're not right. having a fun time. I mean, yeah. So if you get killed, you don't want to do it. Again, what my answer is is the league could provide innings of, hey, the scoreboard's off. Everyone bats. Try to get out. So when they get out, they're out. But we're just going to bat around. You bat around one time, they bat around, and we'll do it for two innings. And we're going to encourage, switch the positions up, whoever you got playing at first. Even if you do it every three batters. All right, rotate. And everyone rotates. You know what I mean? Like, then you're working on everyone just trying to develop. And if they make a mistake, it's no big deal. You try to help coach them. You know, I'm coaching, helping their kid out. I see him at third base. He's trying to, you know, a ground ball comes and he stabs at it backhand or something. And it's right at him. It's like, hey, you know, I would help him out because we're all here to coach. Mm -hmm. Because the other thing is, too, it's supposed to be an in-house league for the overall high school. So we're supposed to be building these kids to all be future Somerset right. potentially high school baseball players, but yet they're kind of getting, you know, already built. And, and, and I, an in-house team should want to beat the other in-house team. I'm hundred percent behind that, but you want to, in my opinion, create the most competitive and the most balanced league. If you're in charge of an in-house league, right? Like my brother's actually getting a lot of flack. He's running a in-house hockey league because people already hate we had some good kids can we keep the same kids and he's trying to blow it up he wants to blow it up each year like we're going to redo teams each year because we want to be the most balanced we don't want a dynasty team we want balance so again that gets kicked though because the people that are helping out they're competitive they want to win they had a good team they wanted to have the same team so again it is hard it is tough but in my opinion if it's still these youth 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 sports not like once they start getting to high school and, and like travel ball right. the teenagers yes and then, then specializing and we're starting to look at singular sports but I still think you, every kid should play every sport just my opinion if you're an athlete you're an athlete like it doesn't hurt to play soccer and learn how to kick a ball and then turn around and want to be a stud baseball player you know what I mean like you look at Sidney Crosby he can hit a home run out of PNC Park and he probably can kick a soccer ball around like yeah. he played soccer forever he's a stud Right. You know what I mean? Like the guy's a stud. If you're a stud athlete, you're a stud athlete. You got it. You know what I mean? Like I didn't, I didn't play one game of organized basketball, but in gym class I'd get picked before basketball players to be on a basketball mm-hmm. team because I was good at basketball. I did it all the time and I was it naturally coordinated. You know what I mean? Like I could naturally dribble and shoot. It wasn't, uh, you know, something that was well, came hard. Also, kids are kids are different today. Oh, for sure. I mean, I don't want to be an old person I play video games as much as the next person but you know all kids want to do is play Fortnite now no kid you don't there's not a lot of kids I know you may like your brother's kids are the maybe the exception but a lot of kids anymore especially when they reach that teenage age they're not going to go outside and just practice by themselves there's not a lot of them that'll do that anymore no and it it is weird um no I mean I agree that uh, even the attention span we have it's way you know, less uh we were hitting fly balls at practice and 
the one kid came out of the batting cage, got in the line, all of a sudden Minecraft came up, Fortnite came up, yeah. and I had to yell at it. Guys, Fortnite Minecraft starts in a half hour. We're still baseball. Right. Like, you need to learn how to catch a fly ball right now. Mm-hmm. None of you guys in that line right now can properly catch a fly ball besides, like, one. So I want to get all of you guys to catch a fly ball. But you have to be focused. You have to pay attention. We have to do it. But then I also think back, and I'm like, but were we as hard ass as we think we were uh, that's that's you know what i mean like true. were we actually as hard ass and in, in the sports as we actually want to pretend we were sure when we look back at it now like yeah damn right because i was pissed we lost that game but right. then if i actually think about it I was like that's fucking off in line i was doing you know i was joking i you know so it's kind of hard at times to actually say that mm-hmm. and then look back at my because it's hard to look back at yourself right right and so something I do agree sometimes I think to myself I'm like but was I actually that hard ass like yeah I, I, I love playing goalie and I man I wanted to win more than anything but fuck I went to practice and used to deflect pucks at the one of the coaches heads intentionally like me and Wes would literally redirect pucks at the one coach's head and try to hit him and I was thinking but man I fucking what a dick I was like dude that's an asshole thing to do like I didn't even think about it but I did it all like we would do it at the one practice and then you know, shooting pucks at people, different things. Even, even going to when I was in school, when I was in ninth grade, I was an asshole. I'd walk down and shoulder check every seventh grader that was smaller than me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I did it. I'm not going to lie. Well, we I did that our senior year just asshole. in the hallways of the school. Right? Like, so, I mean, yeah, looking back when your kids is tough. Ooh. Well, what do because, you... Because... Okay. Well, no, I was... You, if you want to... Kind no, of, I was just going to say, like, when you look back, you think you're... You know, yeah. When you so when you look at yourself, you think of one thing, but then when I actually look back, I'm like, well, maybe I probably would have been the kid talking about Fortnite. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, that would be me. You know, like I would have been in That's line. That's true. Getting, distracted. but I will say though, especially when like when I reach high school, I I did take every game seriously. Oh no, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, but but then again, like I'm saying, I'm talking about. Even below that. I'm right. talking about below 14. The high school team, we don't have, like, I'll compare it to the high school hockey team. We have all all levels. We have from fifth grade the whole way up to senior, right? right? Is what. And, yeah, it's hard at the middle school age. They're all over the place. Their minds are all over the place. But you get that varsity team in the locker room, and, and we even say it again. They, well, they're not as serious as what I used to be. I'm like, yeah, they are. When game time kicks on, they want to win. Right. They don't want to fuck up. They want to go out there. They want to do the best they can. They're working as hard as they can. In the locker room, I was like, you know, my brother's age people, I remember walking in the locker room when I was a little kid, and you guys are freaking, you know, dumping people's bags and in the shower and pissing right. on them and stuff. And I was doing the same things, locker box, and we were all doing it. Don't pretend like because when you walk in the locker room, they're not all sitting there super quiet thinking right. about hockey that we were anything different. We took the five minutes to think about hockey before the game, but we also fucked off for the first 45 minutes. You know what I mean? Like, you can't, you know, looking back. But, yeah, I think at game time when you're older, kids like that, um, again, the plus 14, 14 and up range, yeah, they do compete and get super competitive. Um, so, I don't know. It's, it's tough um, looking back at it. I don't know if there is an exact answer. Well, I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on something off of that I guess sure. this, and this this could get offensive too but uh, I guess the the politics that exist in youth sports sure uh, well again I'm not going to drop names or right anything, but right and throw anyone under the bus but yes and, uh, big... and along with that th- my thing is 
and you're kind of an example of this, but it, every, like, everyone is like is involved with helping with youth sports because it's hard to get volunteers. But mm-hmm. the issues of having parents be coaches, mm-hmm. and especially at the high school level, that that I find that because. Mm-hmm. You may not have that as much at Somerset, but that's a big issue here in sure. Rockwood. Oh no, it is. I mean, it's an issue. Any any sport thing. Like, and I'm, not, I'm saying not just Rockwood. It's right. you know a lot of places. Absolutely. A lot of people. <clears throat> there's the optic, the optics that if someone's dad is the coach of the team or someone's mom is the coach mm-hmm. of the team, that they're mm-hmm. only concerned about their kid, whether mm-hmm. they are or not. Mm-hmm. Those kids are going to think that. Oh. I'll talk about my dad. Right. I had a bad experience with my dad, and I'll openly talk about it because um, he's the reason why I quit baseball. And I'm not going to shy away from it. I'll talk about it, and I'm sure he would say the same thing if he was here right now sitting with us. Um, my dad built us a backstop at my house. I had to pitch a ball and hit a ball almost every single day when I get home from school. And I enjoyed it. I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it. I, I got home... There was a ball or a stick or something in my brother and I's hands all the time. We loved running around the yard playing sports. I always find it funny people, they play those video games. I was outside just as much too. But guess what? There was rainy days, there was shitty days, and there was nights. Right. We were inside playing video games during those times. (laughs) It's okay. It happened. It's fine. Um, But anyway, my dad's hardcore baseball. I actually liked when he was my coach from... It would have been when I was 9 to 11. We had a area travel team mm-hmm. that he had me on. Because he wanted to keep me away from the politics of Somerset. He knew uh, our last name wouldn't hold much value up there, and I probably wouldn't get treated well. So he tried to hold me away from playing the main Somerset Little League. But as my coach, he was actually better because he had to worry about all the other kids and worry about their development. When he became my parent, though, when I went to Somerset at 12, 13, and 14, that's when we had a lot of conflicts because mm-hmm. he could only singularly look at me, but he was just as verbal as he was when he was a coach. Right. I'd be on the pitching mound, throw one ball, God damn it, Cruz, hit the strike zone, pitch right to the glove. Next pitch, it's a strike, and next pitch then they get a hit. God damn it. And it's just, it was yeah. constant. And he was meaning well. He was yeah. trying to do the right thing. Like I said, I had no resentment to go against this because he came full circle around. When I was 14, my last like three or four games, he would tell me, just go up, relax. Why don't you have fun? Go enjoy the game. I was crushing triples. Mm-hmm. I was fielding without any errors. But the funny part was, like when I was 12, we had a um, couple scrimmages. I'd go four for four. By the third game of the real lineup, whenever things turned real, he would turn that heat up and he would make my – I'd be gripping the bat tight. Uh, and all of a sudden, I'm batting seventh in the lineup. I can't hit the ball anymore because I'm constantly in my mind just trying so hard because I'm so – I wasn't relaxed. I wasn't, um, you know, focused or – you know, I was, I was over-focused. I wasn't relaxed. I wasn't comfortable. I didn't feel – comfortable in the batter's right. box and stuff, so I'd struggle. Um, so no, I, and again, I loved hockey because of, I would tell my dad, I was like, you, you don't know anything about hockey. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You can't tell me anything. So right. we, we had a battle. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say that's not real. I mean, yeah. we'll talk, like I said, my dad would talk about it and uh, we learned from it. But yes, now the, the problem is, you know, with seeing my brother with my nephews does a good job, but I can see my dad come out a couple issues, a couple mm-hmm. things, and at times, and uh, I don't know. I, it is tough. 
right. but who else is going to coach the teams? That you right, think? right. So that's that's very true. I you mean, know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah, there's, there's, uh, you know, like a guy in Somerset that does well, means well, you know, Doc Yaros. Right. You know what I mean? Like, he's going to coach Rotary and continue to, but like, I just got off the phone with my brother and we talked about like, there's not going to be that type of people. And I've already admitted that if my nephews aren't involved, mm-hmm. I'm not going to continue helping out with Somerset baseball. Mm-hmm. Maybe that makes me an asshole too, but like, I just, that's a lot of time, a lot of commitment. Like I, we, like, you know, right now we're trying to record these podcasts and I'm like, uh, hopefully there's a rain day right, <laughs> makes exactly. it down because I'm getting off work. I'm going to the ball field. I'm spending ball field until dark. And then by the time I finally get home, I'm not going to want to run down here and record a podcast. You know what I mean? So, it's not that I don't want to help out with you stuff. It's just, man, that's like you, you're committed and I just can't really commit, yeah. you know, unless I would have a kid involved Yeah, that's yeah. or like I have, I have family involved, so I will commit and also liberate the ball field. So it helps. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It is tough to talk about with the parent thing though, because it is kind of ironic. My brother has always talked about it with hockey. He goes, oh, I always wanted to make sure we didn't have parent coaches and we did a good job of that. And I'm like, well, now you're going to It's going to come that way. Here it comes. Next year, you're a parent coach now. Right. So it is tough. I mean, like I said. It, I, I mean, I know from I, the unique experience of like you, like well, for me, uh, coaching either kids that I had no connection to mm-hmm. or – coaching kids where like one kid's my cousin and I see everyone else involved with the team, the parents like talking to the kids and the worst thing that any parent can do to their kid is it sounds lame to say that, but it's like yell at them and and put that extra pressure on, Mm -hmm. especially when we're at this age where especially 13 to 16, these kids know what they're doing. Sure. Like, if it's a coach yelling at them, that's different. But when mom or dad says like, Billy Bob, why didn't you make that play? Or, you know, why'd you strike out or something right. like, what, what do you think he's going to say? Right. Like, you're going to piss him off. Sure. And, and I've dealt oh, with Oh, when it. my dad would say things to me, my God, I'd get so pissed. Because it's like, well, no shit, I didn't want to give up that fucking goal. Right. But I gave up that goal. Right. I know I got, I, right. I know I have to be doing this, but I didn't do it. And I'm trying to like, you know what I mean? You just get pissed. Yeah. Because, yeah, I didn't go out there and say, hey, I want to fuck up this game. Right. I want to make sure I strike out four straight fucking at-bats. No, I don't want to do right. that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's yeah, like the kids throw the tantrums and stuff because their parents says something to right. them and it just sets and them then, off. But then, and then the parents get pissed because you're talking back to them. Right. So you're in a tough position as the kid because now you're, you know what I mean, making that spark even hotter and it just, it carries on. It is, it, and like you said, it is tough. Um, one of the biggest things that I have my role is, especially with the hockey team when I was a head coach, if I see something go wrong, a player does, when they come off, I cannot tell them just something they did wrong without telling them something they did positive also. Like, so when they would come off, let's say, defensive zone, a centerman's not in front of the net. They leave a guy wide open. They score. They're instead, they're you know right. still outside in the neutral zone. But the previous shift and you know, or when they're in the offensive zone, though, the kid carried it wide on our four or on our uh, attack and dropped it back perfectly, like we asked. So when the kid, let's say, comes to the bench and sits down, I'm gonna go over to him and go, "Hey, defensive zone, why do you know better? I need mm-hmm. you in the zone. I need you in front of the net, right?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I always want to get that. You know, I want them to say right, right. too, and, and, and agree. I want them to make sure they know that 
that's the mistake and you know the correction, right? And then if they don't, I'll help correct it. They'll confirm, yeah, yeah, no, I should have been there. That was my guy. But hey, by the way, offensive zone, that's exactly what we want to see. Keep doing that. Work on the D zone, mm-hmm. offensive zone. That's what we want. Let's keep let's keep focusing on doing the right things. Because you don't want to keep beating them with negatives. Then then they're confused, what do I ever do right? Right. You know what I mean? That's what I look at it. If if you keep the coaches that are always just negative and always hitting on the negatives, now you got the kids confused because they don't even know what the, if they're doing anything right. Mm-hmm. And that's not good either. You know what I mean? So, um, and I know our the little league coach even said, like, he said four positives and one negative. I was like, that's, <laughs> that's, that can be tough. That's, yeah. that's kind of stretching it. I mean, I always try to at least find one positive in something, no matter what it is, even if it's just, hey, when they came to the, hey, you did a good job of getting better at getting on the ice quicker on the line change or something. Anything, anything positive, just to right. try to find something. I believe SpongeBob called that a compliment sandwich. Compliment sandwich. <laughs> uh, but honestly, I think the absolute hardest thing about coaching youth sports is. It's the parents that like to. It's the parents that know better. First off, which well, like, well, well, let me let me preface that by saying first off, like you said with hockey, most parents don't know hockey. Like for me, most but parents don't know soccer. But everyone they think still they knows do. it way better than I do. Right. And because right. it's just what, the same thing as the Pittsburgh sports fans, where right. they're like, I know football better than Mike Tomlin. He should right. be fired. Absolutely, hundred percent. And that's and it's the same with when I coached the middle school hockey team my first two seasons I tried to match or I tried to oppose all the better players on different lines so they would all have one good player and then two you know players that were going right. to get better well then I realized in year two I was like shit I'm, I'm just developing three kids essentially I'm telling all the other kids pass to just those kids that are on their line with them and then don't do anything else so I switched it from years three to eight or whatever I'd put my three better kids together on the line and make them have to work together at their skill level. And then I would take the next three and put them on the line and then the next three on the line. And yeah, that line three might go out there and they're stuck in the D zone for, you know, whatever until we got a whistle essentially for the first game. But it was amazing by games three and four, all of a sudden they're breaking out together. They're learning how to play together. They're learning how to play with each other and they're learning how to play the game because they're not just relying on, oh, that's the better player. Here's the puck. They had to figure it out right. and they figured it out together. And then the better kids, they they knew how to get out, but they got kind of cocky at times, right? They they tried to play individually and then I challenged them to work together. And all of a sudden by games three, four, five, they're learning how to play together. They're learning, they're learning mm-hmm. how to trust each other. They're learning that they can trust teammates. But the funny part was we weren't winning a lot of games because I'm worried about development first, right? Mm-hmm. That was my mentality. I said, I don't give a shit. I want them to be able to walk from eighth grade to ninth grade and be able to step on the varsity ice, almost every kid. And whether that sacrifices a bunch of wins at this middle school level, that allows them to have a bunch of chances at wins at the varsity level. Because we're not getting kids that are playing hockey at, you know, five, six years old like it used to be. We're getting kids that are coming in at a very later age and we're trying to turn them into varsity hockey players in a very short time. And hockey's the hardest sport to do that. You can't just grab a kid that's a super athlete and turn him into a hockey player. It's not like football where... If you could go run, run and catch, right. yeah. you know what I mean. Learn how to catch a ball. You're yeah. going to be a good, you know, football player. So, I was always proud. We had a lot of kids. Man, they would go from that eighth grade to ninth grade, and they could fit right in. So it was working. 
But damn, we weren't winning games, so I was the probably worst coach to everyone else that was involved. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. I don't. I, I never paid attention to it though. I could care less what what other people would think of me. But I'm pretty sure all the other you know parents and stuff probably hated the shit out of me. Like we're not winning games. He needs to do this better. Whatever. Um, speaking of, you know, even Doc Yaris, the one time we had a little conflict on the bench, and you know, it's been made up since then he apologized to me and whatever he explained it um because he thought the game should have been taught differently than the way i was teaching it um so again like i said it's just people have those different beliefs but like i said i was proud that i stuck to my guns and it did pay off and also a lot of people then would go around i'd hear it all the time oh man you got to bring your kid out to play hockey and they'd be like well it's the biggest selling point was man they let everyone play like I was hearing it around the community and still here you know what I mean so like I said I don't know what's going on with the future of Somerset right now um, my brother just came back from a meeting it sounds positive but I'm pretty sure I'll be involved but um, you know that's a, again a trend we're going to continue is middle school doesn't matter wins and losses JV will you know situational we're going to put the better kids in and then varsity yeah you got to earn your stripes yeah that's how it's always been and it, I think it just pays off so much better if you're worrying about developing everybody at the young ages and working it up. And I just, Somerset Baseball can't argue that anymore that they're way above and beyond anyone else either. Myersdale has struggle. a state championship right. and a state championship appearance right. in the past three years. And Somerset struggles right now to put a separate JV and varsity team. Right. So obviously something's not working in their waters right now and right. usually the answer again and the political answer is oh in literally we we don't pull from enough areas to compete with the other teams so they need to change the rules it's like well you could also develop a little bit better probably you know what i mean like you internally look at yourself mm-hmm. ask yourself is is there anything we could do better no one up there wants well, to do something that. that's one of the right. hardest things i mean i know i'm getting that i do that training at work so it's easy for me it's it's the training but to look within yourself and go, could we do anything better is a hard thing for a lot of people to do. Yeah. I mean, what's all, what was really intriguing for me is that looking at, you know, Somerset. So first off, they had gotten rid of their Legion team mm-hmm. and to do an in-house league. Yeah. It's weird. Which, Somerset's baseball's got really weird. League. Which seems kind of counterproductive. Right. But secondly, like, you know, Somerset, Population wise, or at least class wise, was was should is not wasn't terribly far off from like Connellsville that mm-hmm. we're going against, right? In, in the same league, and Connellsville has ninety kids try out for one team. Somerset has fourteen kids, yeah, on one team. Yeah. They can't fill a team. <laughs> I know, and like I said, I mean, there, there's, I will say, Somerset's having a hard time getting kids involved in sports in general. But they're also having this weird – there's a competition between whether it's soccer, football, you know, baseball, basketball, whatever. They're Man, there's kids individually picking sports at a very young age. In yeah. my opinion, they should be playing every sport. But that's just – like I said, I – But I don't – maybe I'm wrong. But the, the worst thing is still, though, the, the absolute worst thing to have to deal with. Like when I said the parents, it's not just the parents. It's when – because they know better than you, and every parent thinks their kid is the best. Yes. I mean, it's just how well humans are. We think our child is the is the best, or we don't want to admit that he isn't. Right. So, I kind of want to do a part two to this, where maybe next week we'll talk about travel sports. 
and then the future of youth sports based on the fact that travel sports because I mean we can we I guess we can cover it basically now it's not a lot to cover but so travel sports <laughs> used to be like I'll throw hockey as an example let's say the top tier of hockey let's say is called triple A hockey likes always throw a lead on things I don't know what it's actually called but we'll we'll call it triple A elite right that's that's top level, right? That if you're a great player, you're playing in that competition. Right. The problem is people can make a lot of money mm-hmm. by telling your kitty something special by playing on single way diamond division hockey team that's gonna go undefeated. We're gonna win it all. We're right. great. Some garbage league, but hey, people are paying thousands of dollars. Their kid's coming home with a ton of trophies. He looks great. My kid's great. We're winning. Right. I got this travel double way diamond hockey league thing that we're just crushing everybody and we're great you're playing some garbage hockey league that was created to take money out of your pockets because you think your kid's way better mm. that's what it was designed to do you just fell right into the trap but now they walk around their kids come to the high school games they got their blue shells their blue helmets for their travel team they got their travel stickers on they're out there hot dogging in the warm-ups not being a teammate because they're we play on the you know all-star elite double a hockey team we're the best like no you're not if your kid's actually really good you're in the usa developmental hockey league or you're up in pittsburgh playing Mm -hmm. you're not playing in local johnstown pa and becoming a pro hockey player it's not going to happen colin eddie went to somerset to play semi-pro hockey he was up in pittsburgh playing hockey right you're gonna if you want your kid to go somewhere you're gonna fork the money to actually put them in an area where they're gonna go somewhere Mm -hmm. but man these little travel organizations these little Things they're almost like these little pocket man. They'll they'll grab anybody and tell them, hey, "You should come over to us. Yeah, I'll get your kid on the top team." Right. They don't realize the top team's actually just a whatever a made up team to sound good. Right, it's a sales well, pitch. It's like it's when I used to work at Verizon and tell people, "You need this. It's the greatest thing ever." No, it's not. It's actually <laughs> the worst thing ever. You don't need it, but I'm going to tell you, it's the greatest thing, and you're going to buy it because it's going to make me more money. Well, and then when they come home to their home school to play school hockey or, you know, school soccer or school baseball or whatever it may be, or even, you know, these travel teams, mom or dad goes up to the coach and says, why isn't Billy Bob starting? Right. Why isn't Billy Bob playing this position? And it's like, listen, the coach makes the decisions. Right. I, you may not like oh, them, but you need to live with them. That's right. the rules. Sure. And it's just every I, I've seen it my entire life this isn't something that's just developed from like a new generation or anything no, no, it's, my sure. entire life even growing up as a kid mm-hmm. seeing other parents of my friends do it right. and saying like why isn't my kid playing and stuff like that like oh, all the time. if my dad did that I would have been so embarrassed. Sure. Because I'd have been like, wow, way to make me feel like a piece of shit because right. you literally have to go to complain to my coach that I'm not good enough to play. Right. But like you think you're doing me a favor, all you're doing is making me feel like a piece of shit. Right. No, uh, but like, like my, I remember my dad did it in would have been that Pee Wee football team, but he just asked us a question. See, so we didn't well, have a roster. Right. He just said, My kid can kind of throw, do you guys have a quarterback? And he's like, Yeah, we have a quarterback, blah blah blah. And it was fine. I didn't care. Right. He was just, he wasn't 
There, were, there say, are. Hey, yeah, my kids. Just, he was just asking, right. like, hey, my kid's twelve. I, I've dealt with the opposite kid. Right. You know, do you guys have anyone that can throw, or is that something he should look into? And I was like, no, nah, don't worry about it. Okay, then we're not going to worry about it. He was just, you know, he was just trying to right. get that information. He wasn't walking up and going, hey, you should see my kid throw a football. He looks like Uncle Rico. And he can throw a football. Over their mouths. I can throw a football. Quarter mouth. They put me in states. You don't want no doubt in my mind. Well, but then I've had the exact opposite where like 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 that where it's well my son's best at this position on this team so he right. should be playing at that position it's like well i'm sorry but the coach we don't see it that way right and you know he should be batting third or clean up and it's right. like no, well well no offense but you know we have a 16 year old your kid's 13 and weighs 75 pounds right you want him batting clean up right <laughs> i mean <sighs> right it's just I know. Well, uh, now favoritism happens great. all the time, but and it's and you should think your kid's great, right? You should think you're, but you should also, like you said, honor the coach's decisions. They're the ones that are given their time to do this, right? And and you can personally think every single day differently. That's fine, right? I'm, you know, as humans, we don't agree with each other. That's fine, right? It's actually acceptable. <laughs> but anyway. I guarantee, if I looked at. Your the baseball your team. baseball sure. teams, I would think that you'd have different, a different players. Well, right. I mean, between my brother, myself, and the coach that's coaching the machine shit uh, machine pitch team, machine shit machine <laughs> machine shit the machine shit team, um, the machine pitch team. There's probably different views within ourselves, all right. three of us, who should be where, what, how, and the lineups and stuff. But that's again, what whatever the main coach says, though, we'll go with that and we'll support it and we'll. You know, that's yeah. because we know it's the same thing with us. When people look at any hockey team I have coached, they probably had different inputs on what they thought people should have played and did and whatever, and that's that's human nature. Um, but one thing that is frustrating about that with you saying mm-hmm. people backlashing kids playing certain areas and stuff is fucking goalie in hockey. Why it is not valued is just <laughs> blows my fucking mind. And then they Most complain the all the time why the they can't win. And... <laughs> There's not like a true, or we're you know we're back we're, we're working our asses off trying to get a varsity goalie instead of having one developed for a while because the kid starts playing he starts doing well and all of a sudden the mom and dad oh he needs to be he wants to play forward again we need him scoring goals or something well, he doesn't score goals number one <laughs> we need him scoring number goals. two like, he got some sort of fucking is he gonna score is he gonna score four hundred because we're gonna give up four hundred and five now. <laughs> Right. You know what I mean? Like, what the like, oh, it, it blows my mind that people do not find the value in the goaltending position. Like, and it's, in my opinion, the most important position. I don't think it's team. even, it's not the opinion. It's, <laughs> it's the most important. Just like goalies. You can be the top line center scoring a ton of goals. That's great. If your goalie sucks, you don't win a game. Right. You know what I mean? Like, if you don't have a goalie that can capably do it at a high level, you're not going to win a freaking game it's like if you don't and it was so much fun to play like i can't i could go into a whole podcast about how rewarding playing goalie was when you fucking made a rob glove save right it's just like are you it's like fuck yeah like fuck (laughs) yeah like it was the best right i don't you could i mean hitting a home run's probably great i never hit home runs playing baseball as a contact hitter and right have a lot of power but i'm sure crushing home (laughs) runs is great and i'm sure catching touchdowns is great and i'm sure scoring goals is great i've done it in hockey but man, when you make a fucking kick-ass save at a crucial point in a the game, there's not a whole lot of feelings in sports that That's can be probably close to that. When the game's on the line, it's tied. There's a minute to go. They come down a two and one. They pass it over, and if you get over and you get that pat out and you rob it, it's a 
fucking nasty. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, it's it's so like that power is in you mm-hmm. to make you can make that moment. It's just I don't know. Goaltending was amazing, but it's frustrating that people value it as a pretty much worthless position, and then they wonder later on when we're scrambling to try to get a goalie developed why the team's not winning games in. <laughs> Maybe we had a goalie you could. <laughs> that's an all-star goalie instead of you know and, I'm, and again every kid that has come out and played goalie for me and stuff that have, has tried for summers has done a great job but they're just way behind in development because we're scrambling at such a late right. time um, yeah I don't know I mean again I thought that was good to touch on uh, you sports here do you have anything more to add I mean I could I could probably go on and ramble for another <laughs> two hours about different right. things that anger me in the development I guess my overall personal feelings is is that when the kids are coming into sports I would like to see better work on developing everybody however that can be done and then yes when they start turning into the 12 13 14 and they start hitting puberty mm-hmm. and they start showing that yeah he's definitely going to be the shortstop yeah he's definitely going to be the quarterback yeah he's definitely a wide receiver you know then we can start specializing a lot more but man, why are we? I just have a hard time with why, as a society, we're already trying to tell kids at these young ages that hey, you're the you're the shortstop. That's all you're gonna play or something. If you want to be a better baseball player, you should learn how to play outfield and infield and first base and third base. You know what I mean? Like you're just gonna be a better overall baseball player. Maybe all of a sudden you are the stud at one position, and then your parents move. Or something, right? You know, jobs happen, and you go to another area, and they already got a whole infield of all stars. You know, they all fuck, and they're like, "Hey, we need a really good center fielder, though." And you're like, "Oh yeah, I actually had passed it playing center field. I'll try it." And all of a sudden, you turn into a stud center fielder. But if you're a kid that just was told you're going to be the shortstop your whole life or something, all of a sudden they put you out there, and now right. you're not even on the starting rotation right. anymore because you can't play in the outfield, and they already had an all star infield. You know, it's just develop kids. For everything, I don't know. It's just it's. It doesn't hurt to be an athlete, you know what I mean? Like, um, I I know a lot of really good athletes, and they could hit a baseball, they could catch a football, they could even if you would have gave them a hockey stick, shot a hockey puck, probably not skate, but they right. could probably shoot a puck. Well, how much of that would they could hit a golf ball? How much of that do you natural. think was natural talent, and how much of that was, you know, practice? Well, see, this is why I'll argue that. It's there's a lot of practice involved. I oh, obviously to yeah. to pick up natural skills of things though. Mm-hmm. Like I can kick a ball decently, and I never really played soccer besides one year six. Right. But because I used to in the yard kicking footballs, different things, work on different things. Like if I if you told me to take a soccer ball at a certain point and try mm-hmm. to put it up in the upper what do they call it in upper ninety, upper ninety, mm-hmm. I could probably do it. Right. Yeah, I'd put well first try, but I. Give me a few kicks and I could probably hit it. Mm-hmm. But that's just because, like I said, we were always my between my brother and my dad, we were always active in doing different things. Um, it was funny when I worked at Verizon, we used to do challenges and they used to have me throw these little nerf balls we have at different things. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember Dude I came, perfect. Dude perfect. <laughs> we did, we dude perfect the shit out of it. So I come back from lunch break, I went home. Let the dog out or something. I get back and Cody right away at the door. Cruz, get out here. We need you to put this football through this um, handle of this snow shovel. It's, it's impossible, dude. Come out here. I was like, all right. So I walk out. He's like, he hands it to me. He goes, 
how many tries do you think it'll take for you to put it through the handle? I was like, one. He's like, nuh-uh. I was like, it's not that hard. He's like, it can't even fit through, dude. I throw the first one, it goes over top. Oh. I said, never mind, give me it back. I'll hit it this time. Second one, put it right through. He's like, dude, fuck you. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. They were always amazed at how I could throw things. I don't I just grew up my whole life throwing, whether it was baseballs at the wall. I used to throw rocks at a, we had a little log in my pond that my dad had as a, it was like a night light that would solar power and then the night would shut. Well, the, um, he had it anchored on a log mm-hmm. to kind of sit at the water level. Right. But like a year later it was broke or whatever. So I used to throw rocks and try to hit it. And rocks are hard to throw because not, they're all, they're all different shapes and sizes. Yeah. So they're very hard. Well, I started to learn a flatter rock curves from right to left. A rounder rock won't curve as much. If you put certain spins on it, you can take the curve out of it. So it was weird. Like I would sit there and throw these stones at this thing and I learned each one. I was like, man, that one, if you throw it here, I'm going to hit that. And I, I would hit that fucker like a lot with a lot of rock. You know what I mean? I'd uh-huh. be bouncing consecutive ones. It was weird. I was a weird kid though. Very, very <laughs> weird kid. Had a lot of, a lot of time to do a lot of dumb shit that wasn't bad. Man, we, we throwing should, rocks at a right. right. We should maybe have <laughs> Zach here for episode of doing dumb shit because he's the expert <laughs> that as well. <laughs> no, I mean I don't know. Youth sports, I thought it's a good topic uh, because Pittsburgh sports right now, or you know, the Pirates are doing the Pirates things, which is they're in the hunt, they're around. They're Penguins off season, not a lot is going to happen yet. Right, and then obviously we got to wait for the Steelers to get around, then college ball and all that. So I thought this would be a good episode to show. Kind of more also what we're about. Yeah. Um, and then also uh, what more to look forward to in the future. That's not always going to be Pittsburgh sports that we are going to, you know, try to touch on uh, button, you know, hot button topics and stuff like that. And I, and I encourage people, if you're listening, please use our shows, social media outlets um, on Twitter. It is Three Rivers Podcast. Instagram, Three Rivers Pod. Facebook, it's the Three Rivers Podcast Facebook page. Um, and then I would like, if you guys have discussion, thoughts, anything, please, you know, hit us up. We're not afraid. Um, you can say whatever you want to me. I'm not going to be offended. I'll be offended, but Andrew will really be offended. Care. But no, honestly, please, if you have even thoughts about youth sports, something you guys think could help or something you, anyone sees, uh, I wouldn't mind starting a community conversation. It's good to hear from everybody. I like to hear everyone's thoughts on it. Maybe, you know, I am wrong and, and there's things that you think that are right and I would love to discuss it. I would love to open up the minds of a lot of people to use sports because it's all for the better. Um, anything to help get more kids active in youth sports and more kids involved, um, I'm not opposed of. <laughs> with anything to help bring more kids in and keep kids in it. Um, to keep them off the streets, keep them away from drugs. Um, That's is a big issue in this area. Big issue. So. In, a, in, in every area. Every area. At this yeah. point, um, the drugs pandemic you is know, unreal. Luckily for me, I got to see firsthand personally what drugs can do to people growing up uh, yeah. based on people my mom was with. So I never went that route. But I know how easy it is to run into peer pressure. And, and some, of the one, be- yeah, some of the best athletes I grew up with ended up sure. you know, either – Doing drugs, dying Taking of drugs, doing time right. because of drugs. There's a lot of good people I know that have passed away early from uh, yeah. overdoses. It's just it's sickening to be honest, right? Because they they were great people, great human beings, smart minds. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just a lot of good people that unfortunately took the wrong turn in drugs. I mean, 
say what you want about drugs, but hard drugs are definitely a big problem. <laughs> yeah. Definitely not something we want uh, our youth to even have a, you know, a part of it all. Uh, I would hope every kid grows up knowing to stay away from that stuff. But again, I encourage everyone, please uh, continue to share uh, our episodes as well. We're on the Google Play Store. We're on Apple what is the Apple store? Is it just it's, the iTunes? So there is an app on the phone called Podcasts, but it's also on the iTunes store. So Okay, so yeah. Apple listeners, you know, please share it. We got it. you. We got you. <laughs> um, Google Play, please share it. We're not on Spotify, um, but those are the two we're on. And then I always put an episode up on YouTube if you want to share that as well. Uh, we, you know, like I said, please uh, keep listening. I saw... Um, our buyer SoundCloud numbers each episode is getting a little bit bigger on that mm-hmm. so that's great um, this shit ain't free bro right <laughs> so you know right everyone thinks this is real easy and free it, this it doesn't is, this it has been a lot of fun work though I'll yeah say that. definitely um, do you have anything more to add though Andrew not today other than just <sighs> like you said just support your your local youth sports uh Kids need to need to get out there and you know give give things a chance, not get discouraged. I wasn't an amazing athlete growing up. I if I ever had anything going for me, it was that I was usually I had more of the game in my head than most kids did. Sure, maybe well, like I'm, the I'm, IQ of the game. I never had the athleticism of other kids. Sure, and I always had to work outwork other kids. But those kids are always noticed. I right. will say, yeah. we, we have an award we give away each year of the hockey team for the hardest working kid mm-hmm. because that kid is always noticed and that kid does play. Right. If you come in, you don't have to be the most gifted. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to be the most, you know, physically fit or anything, but you come in and you work your butt off every single day, it's going to be noticed and you're going to play a lot. Right. For sure. Um, so, yeah. I, I also want to encourage um, people to commit to the events too there's, yeah. there's a lot of times where we show up to practices with like one or two kids please parents encourage the kids and make sure they're you know follow up and make sure they're well it's at a young age they don't and, shouldn't and have a choice the kids shouldn't right. have a choice I mean whenever we get into that that's what know, I'm saying pre-teen. all of it right right from you know there's a lot of times where teenagers you know how to pull a fast one and yeah. you think you're going to hockey practice uh-huh. five nights in a you know five nights but actually you haven't gone to one for five straight practices but um yeah please i mean youth sports like i said it's a great thing keeps people away from a lot of bad things i i wouldn't know what to do if i wouldn't have grown up with youth sports in my yeah. background man it's it made such we didn't have as great as video games as we do today that i would have <laughs> been doing <laughs> bad thing but I just even like I said the bad moments I don't look back and are really mad at I just have learned from and hope that you know it can help like I said my dad didn't mean anything bad by the yeah. experience I had but um, man I can just think back but that's why I also want to bring up the winning versus losing thing when I look back at my sports career some memories I had with my friends and I had all sorts of I, I was on the worst teams and I was on some of the best teams in sports when I look back, wins and losses don't mean shit to me now. They used to when I played, and they did a couple years after. But the more I look back at it now, I'm like, man, the memories I had with kids, my friends, my dad, my brother, family, other family members and stuff, 
those are the moments that never leave my head. You know what I mean? Like, I can't tell you the record of my Little League team at 12 years old. But I can tell you a lot of memories that happened when I played Little League. You know what I mean? Different things with my dad. I can, my brother and I, you know, a lot of memories between him and I in sports. You know, so it provided so much more than wins and losses. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, it's not providing those wins and losses. It's providing them moments that they'll never forget. But let's try to encourage and allow kids to continue to have memories and experiences that they'll never forget for the rest of their lives because they played youth sports. You know, teach them life lessons. Oh, absolutely. There's so much, I mean, These so kids much today need learn. to learn how to lose, too. Yes, because you're going to lose a lot. Right. Everyone, that's that, that's problem in society. It's like this lot. participation award society we live in where it's like, right. good job, you showed up. No, like if you showed, if you came and got your ass kicked, you know, although there's going to be a tomorrow, that's not okay. It's sure. not okay to get your ass kicked. Sure. Like I think kids need to understand that, oh, okay, we got our ass kicked. We'll show up tomorrow and get our ass kicked in the next day and get yeah, our right, ass kicked. Right, right, like, 100%, 100%. Learn to hate losing. Right. And learn to do something about it. Get pissed off about right. it. Right. Sure. Don't like and try to make yourself better right. because yes, of it. Yes, that's what I was getting at. Don't no, be I, there is There is that problem, yes, I will agree, where a lot of people accept Right. Well, we just suck anyway. We right. show up and lose. Well, yeah, with that attitude, you're going to show up and lose. You yeah. know, you can actually, you can change that. Everyone in this room as a team, you can change that. Mm-hmm. If you all show up and work your butts off, right. you're going to get a win, guarantee it. You know what I mean? Like, the best feeling in the world is whenever you, 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 right, exactly. You get that win when you, right. you were not supposed, not supposed to have a chance. Oh my God. It's the best feeling. And sports provides that all the time. Mm-hmm. All the time it provides that. I mean, there's, like you said, I've been a part of the, you know, really bad team that turned around and pulled off the win or came close, even coming close right. sometimes. Like, um, you scare those good teams. Yeah. We, I remember 11 years old, we played this a team that was beat us every time. And we took them the whole way to the last inning and lost by a run. And it was like the greatest. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a memory I don't forget. Yeah. And because we were the underdog that that gave a hell of an effort. You know what I mean? It's one of the games that stands out you don't forget. And then I remember when you're the really good team though in hockey there's times where we got over cocky and mm-hmm. got smacked in the mouth for it and how to learn from it that's also great i got kept off the all-star team my senior year and boy did that was the best thing that happened to me because the second half of the year i turned around and got more focused more energized and played even better i'm actually glad that i got kept off because it woke me up like it was like hey i'm supposed to be an all-star goalie year and i didn't make the all-star team what's like something needs to change and i Man, came back 100% focused and played second half of the year just amazing. So, yeah, lessons are amazing. Lessons are great. Um, whether it's winning in, sometimes it can be, you know, if you're the better team, you get beat and you need that lesson. Or, like you said, the underdog story is always amazing to be a part of. Um, but, again, I want to appreciate everyone. Please support us um, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, on Instagram, I'm going to try to continue to put up more behind-the-scenes-ish type pictures and stuff. It's not easy to promote from. On Twitter, we will. I would like to start trying to get a little more discussion pieces out there um, for people to try to chime in on. And then uh, Facebook, uh, just nice to uh, keep the page because it keeps everything kind of organized for us. But again, at Twitter, it is the Three Rivers Pod. Follow us on Instagram, the Three Rivers Pod, and on the Facebook, Three Rivers Podcast page. Um, if there's any point in time, I call the Three Rivers Podcast for Twitter. It's 
you know, Three Rivers Pod is actually what it's called. Um, I don't really have anything more. I'm not sure what we're going to bring to you next week, uh, but once we record, uh, once we get to the week, we'll uh, bring that out. Um, Andrew, do you have anything more? Um, just if you're interested, check out our other show as well, Infinitely Nerd, about nerd culture. We don't always talk about, you know, necessarily video games, movies, and TV shows. Uh, we have an episode where we talk about the slang of our generation and if if certain things are fatigued in, in nerd culture and if that's something you you enjoy give us give us a listen as well uh it's all the same people so uh thanks for listening to both shows yeah guys this was three years podcast thanks everyone for listening my name's cruz here with andrew we'll catch you guys later have a good night